You're listening to the Great to Greater podcast with Tiffany Rufino, where we talk about all things business and life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Great to Greater with Tiffany Rufino. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I'm super excited to be back in May with you guys. And I am sorry that Jeff Rufino is not here. He is still under the weather, but I'm super excited to be here with you with my good friend, Renee DiVincenzo. And she is a business strategist, but like I said, she's also a very dear friend. And I'm super excited to talk to you about uh, content creation and is it still original? Can you still be creative at this point? And Renee's going to chime in because she puts so much content out every week, every day. And while I do the podcast weekly, um, I have some questions that I want to pick her brain about, but I want her to share with you what she does and why a business strategist is different than a business therapist, which is what I am. So anyway, Renee, welcome to the show. Super excited to have you here and, and um, thankful for you to be here because I know that you were so uh, kind to invite me onto your show um, you. on Facebook. And so I wanted to return the favor and I wanted to have you here and I'm so thankful that you did. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. I'm so excited to be here tonight and I love listening to your podcast. I think they're absolutely fabulous. And I just want to say, well, we had a great time on my show. I mean, we couldn't even end it. It was so great. And I was like, okay, we got to like now stop. We could be talking for hours. Um, but I, I do want to thank you for, for having me on. And, you know, when you think about a business strategist and what it, it what the details is on what it is that I do, and what I do is I help promote businesses in their growth and put their organizational systems together for their business. But on the same note, I also work with the businesses to redevelop their perspectives and growth in administration in their back office, their processes. It's really basically how to understand what your workflow is and understand how what it is that you need to do to run your business. So you build a strong foundation in okay. business. So do you do that for established businesses or just businesses starting out or both? I do it on both because I do find that businesses that are starting out, you know, in anything that we do, we have this, this, uh, we have the name and and we know what the brand wants to be and and we 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 know what we want to do and i do find a lot that when you're not correctly starting from the basics meaning that there's a, a plan that you have to put in place before you can even get to the bigger picture of what it is that you want to do. So I do work with startup businesses as well as established businesses. And the established businesses are those that are finding they're not moving forward. They're not getting the growth that they want uh, and helping them to see how they're branding themselves differently and how they're working into being able to build their team, especially if they have a staff, of how to build that relationship with them so everyone's on the on the same page. Very cool. Um, I know a lot of people that follow my podcast are are really kind of like solo entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. more service industry style. Um, how important do you think it is for them to track their earnings or to set goals? Mm -hmm. or, um, especially if you're doing business for yourself. Cause I think about 
my days uh, doing hair and you kind of work like the day to day and you're like, okay, I got this much in tips. And so you just <laughs> yes. day on tips and not like the work week and that sort of thing. So what are your thoughts on that? Cause I know that you have a background in cosmetology as well. Well, yes, I did. Yeah. And I have to say that, you know, where I worked, I mean, I, it was great income, but I was the best dressed hairdresser and I had no money because I worked at JCPenney and I'm always running upstairs getting the clothes, the latest fashions and all that fun stuff. But, you know, I will tell you, when I first started out in business, when I, my, I started my business about 11 years ago, and there's one thing that I learned when I was in direct sales. I was in direct sales for about over 10 years, and I was a sales director. And one of the areas, when you're first starting out and you have your year, you have you have what you've established. You, it's very important to always look at your quarters. It's also, it's also very important to look at the previous year because you always want to double your numbers, right? If you made, say, a certain amount one year, now you want to you want to double it. And when you double, that means you're growing. The most important thing is what I find with businesses, it's not that they don't want to track. It's just that they're not understanding how to track correctly. And okay. when you track your business, this is where you find out when are your slow periods? When are you the most busiest? Um, are you finding your numbers are dropping or are they increasing? And also, too, you have to track what was it that you did in that quarter? Was it a promotion that you offered? Is that why your numbers raised? Or was there a decline in your businesses due to the fact that maybe there was some miscommunication in the office? Maybe you didn't have enough help. There are so many different areas that fall into why you are productive and you're increasing your income as much as why you may not. So don't be afraid of the numbers. The numbers are extremely important. And when I first started out in business, I had a chart. And what I did was, it was just like a paper chart. You know, I was just starting out. And I went January through December and I took a green magic marker. And in that month, I would put it to the dollar amount that I made then in February, I wanted to beat that. And then I wanted to beat the next month. And I wanted to beat that and that. And then before you knew it, or before I knew it, I should say, my numbers just started to grow. But when it didn't grow, I had to really take a look at myself. I had to look what was going personally on in my life at that time. Why, why did the numbers not drop? Uh, or why did my numbers drop? So a lot of times, too, when it comes to personal development, and that's a lot of areas, too, where I work as a business strategist, is that no matter what you're going to do, your personal life will always come first because your priority is your family and yeah. your and then there's your business. And it's very important to understand how to do that work-life balance because when you have your systems in place and when you understand when to say no, when to say yes, is when you are in control of how you're running your business. Oh, when to say no, when to say yes, that's huge because I think that's mm -hmm. a big barrier. Um, it's it's not so much that we don't know how to say no or yes, it's um, the fear of saying it and losing clientele or losing your guests or yes. losing mm -hmm. your customers, you know, depending on where you're at. And the, so, you know, one thing that um, I like to try is how can I say no by saying yes? So it's mm -hmm. like a yes, but. You know, like we can do this, we can do that, we can do this and not addressing what we can't do. <laughs> you know, it's so I'm so glad you said that, because what I tell my clients is if something comes across your way 
and someone's maybe asking something of you and you're thinking inside, gee, I really don't know if I can do this. The best answer you can say is, you know what? Let me think about it. Let me sleep mm -hmm. on it and I'll get back to you by the end of the week or I'll get back to you by next week. You didn't say no, but you didn't say yes. And that person that you are addressing that information to will be satisfied and say, okay, because now when you're truly looking at your schedule and what you have plans and how it is that you, you need to, to work for yourself in the core part of your business is now going to be able to, for you to give that opportunity and put the information in place. So when you do want to say, say it's no, that person is going to understand it because... Yes you gave time in thinking about it. Right, instead of a rushed answer and over-promising, mm -hmm. under-delivering, right? Oh yeah, um, definitely. Based on the things that you teach and that you consult on and you help um, strategize, what would you say are the top like two mistakes someone that's an entrepreneur makes? Hmm. Well, ill honesty is that they are not staying accountabilities to themselves. Meaning that, well, you know, when you think about it, you're you're the boss, right? So mm -hmm. you can either, oh, I can do it today or, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. But right. the key is, is that I, right? It's like, I always I'm say that movie, Liar, Liar. Right, <laughs> right, right, that movie, Liar, Liar. Like, guy walks in the bathroom and what are you doing? I'm beating my, you know, what are you going to be? What are you going to fire yourself? Right, but the right. the part that I really find is staying accountable and following your plan because you have to plan your work to work your plan, right? right. And yeah. when you have everything strategized correctly, meaning if you are in the week that you're in, you already need to be setting up next week. You need to be setting up your appointments. You need to be setting up what is your daily routine? What are your everyday things that you do? Like say maybe there's networking events. So when you follow your schedule and prepare yourself, and I do find that a lot of times we walk into the office, we're looking at what we have to do, two hours pass, we have six hours left in the day. Why? Because we only have, we're only productive six hours in the day in, in, in an eight hour in an eight hour day due to the fact the first two hours we're trying to figure out what we have to do. Right. So when you put everything together the night before, that when you walk into your office, be it on a paper, be it on a notebook, or maybe even be it on a computer system if you like to use that. Visually, I like to see things on on the uh, in front of me. I work yeah. with my clients to say, hey, you know what? Technology is great, but paper or notebook or whatever it is that you're using is what you see every single day. Mm -hmm. So I find that it's how they are structuring themselves to follow their own schedule. I think that's important too in like, that's even a theory within itself and going back to basics and that, yeah, we have great technology, but I am of the 1900s where uh, you learn on paper first. <laughs> And, you know, you show your work and you go through things, but what yeah. if, right? What if your business, there's a storm, you know, we're in Florida, so hurricanes are, oh are bound to happen. so power goes out, but you still have customers in the store, clients. Can you figure out the tax? Can you write it down? Can you, like, do you have a, a backup plan for your backup plan? And um, oh. 
So I think that's important that you go back to like the, the paper and pen method. And sometimes that's even with communicating with customers, you know, just trying to figure it out and just go back to the old school way of communication yeah. if there's a lack of it. You know, you actually brought up a good point about electricity. Now, <laughs> Tiffany, you might have been you might have been up in, you know, the New York area at that time, but do you remember when the East Coast went down? Yes, I do. I remember I had to stay at work just in case. Just yes, in case. right? Just in what? case, right? <laughs> I have to tell you, if anybody was driving behind me, I didn't know my left or my right to whatever. I'm like, hey, I just need to make a right. Can you let me yeah. go? You know, but it was just always like, hey, let me over. But what happened was, and I always tell my clients this, I understand you want to scan your information, which is great, but right. hold on to the hard copies just in case. Right. So what happens is, is that offices that still had hard copies, they may have not had a full productive day, but they were able to be productive somehow, some way. And this too is where landlines are really important because a lot of times when, you know, talk about a backup plan, when technology does go down, and the cell towers are out. You need to have still some way to communicate. This had happened in a facility that I was working in as an as an admin uh, person, and it was a childcare facility. Facility, and all the electricity went out. But they had a landline that they were still able to reach parents. And we don't have landlines today. I mean, it's not that you can't get it, but do you have one in your home? Right. You know, when you think about that. Well, that's a good point because I. Um, Long story short, there was a company that was installing the uh, in-ground fiber optic lines for internet or whatever, and they cut the main line. Right. So anybody that had internet was out. Um, but my family member's uh, landline was connected through internet, like thinking that it was a landline, but her phone went out. And I'm like, well, what's the point of having a landline if the phone goes out? And so now I'm thinking about that. I'm like, oh, we got to go double check and make sure that they're going to be okay. Like knock on wood, something happens, you yeah. know, or that we're set up right. And, you know, and there too, when you were talking about like storms and stuff before I move, and I, I've set this a lot, but before we moved down here to Florida, we always went to the beach and I loved the homes on the beach. And it just like one day just kind of hit me and, you know, saying to myself, God, you know, or maybe I even said to my husband in the car, what would happen if a storm came with these houses stand, you know? Well, mm -hmm. at times, you know, there were a few hurricanes down here before we moved down, but we had a house here and we went to just go to the beach. I was just like shocked. I'm like, oh my God, the ocean is so close to the road. I didn't realize it, but those yeah. homes, they were gone. Yeah. And I said, wow, they really didn't have a strong foundation. And that's when it hit me, even for my own business. Do I have a strong foundation? If a perfect storm hit, we all went right. through COVID. We knew what happened with that, right? Some businesses right. made it, some businesses excelled. In my area, it excels because I had a lot of businesses work from home and they didn't know how to do it with the family because they always were out in the office. They had a an assistant. So I did a lot of training videos of how to trans, how to do that transformation to work from home from working into an office. Because I will tell you as a business owner, and I, and I do say this, if you work from home and you have your family and your kids are calling you, you need to stop. You need to stop what you're doing. Get off the phone and stop because the kids will keep saying, mommy, daddy, this. But then when you're calling your kids and they're not answering you, you think they're not listening. 
Well, on the same note, you didn't listen as a mom when they were calling you because you were too busy working, right? Yeah, you so you have, right, you have to have that balance. So as a strategist, be, even working with your business, I even work with ha putting your family, uh, family priorities in place because, mm -hmm. you know, um, the, the saddest thing to, to hear is when your kid's saying, are you still working? Aww, you know, yeah. you say that and you need to know when to stop working. You need to yeah. know when to have time for them because they're the one that's going to be with you when you're 80 years old. Right. That's a good point. I mean, in my life, I, I don't have my own children, but I do have, you know, my beautiful nieces and nephews and um, mm -hmm. for me, my direct family. So if I'm working and mom calls, you know, I stop work and I'm picking up the phone for mom, for my brother, my sister-in-law, you know, mm -hmm. anybody, any, even if Jeff's upstairs in his office and he's texting me, I'm picking up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's important if you're upstairs and you got to call me, <laughs> you know, what's going on? Well, um, Never mind the intercoms like they used to have, like, hello. <laughs> Or like installing an elevator in the house to like really make it. Oh possible. my God. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that's a good point because uh, even what you do in work mirrors life and the mindset mm -hmm. that you have at work, sometimes those foundations and the strategies apply in preparation. Right. And mm -hmm. um, having that proper planning. And I think sometimes planning is intimidating um, because mm -hmm. some people feel like it's setting them up, them up for failure if they can't do it or exactly. they're over planning. Um, trying right. to fit in as many things as they can to get it. I'm one of those. Uh, ironically, I'm kind of both. I, I over plan and I'm like, I'll get all this stuff done by this date and I'll do it like in these mm. times. But then I procrastinate and I do it at the last minute on the date that I plan to have it all done because I work better under pressure. My mind like kicks in and it's that uh, like a first aid yeah. response, you know? <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I will say you have to work the way you feel comfortable. The only time you need to change is if you're getting overwhelmed and frustrated with it, right? Ah. A lot of times people work better that way, and that is good. If 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 what I just shared with you about being um, frustrated and overwhelmed, that means the whole thing of how you're working is, is not working right for you. And that's where you have to understand who you are. And I did a course on this. Um, I did a course called uh, Master Your Daily Schedule. Mm -hmm. Before you're able to work your time management, let's say, and to be organized, because a lot of times we think we're unorganized, but it's just due to our time management, and that's why we do not get things done. You have to understand who you are. Are you a burner? Are you the person that's always running around, doing everything for people, doing, and you can't do nothing for yourself, you can't re recharge. So you're basically that person on the couch with a book on your head and a cup of coffee on the floor. So mm -hmm. envision that. Or are you a natural? And a natural is one that is um, excited about doing things, but then gets bored quickly and said, maybe I shouldn't do that. And then you're kind of thinking now, an example, I'm a natural. Sometimes I don't know what it is with books. I love books, right? I love the cover. I'm like, Ooh, you know, that looks good. And it's like, feel yeah. Yeah. You open it, you feel it. And I start reading it, but then I get bored because of white and black. It's the constant thing over again. It's white and black. So I never really finished a book. I think I finished one book and it had to do about the Civil War. It was a love story. But anyway, I think that was the only book I finished. But so you don't know how it ends. 
Yeah, I do. I do have it. But my solution to that is I listen to audiobooks. I love the music, like The Secret. OMG. I loved the audiobooks for The Secret. There were five of them. The music was powerful. The way they spoke about The Secret was, and I was just like, oh my God, I got to get the next one. I got to get the next one. Because to me, I was now envisioning, I had that vision. Another area too, is you have to have a vision of what it is that you want right? Mm -hmm. And once you understand what your game plan is, your mission, your vision, now you know what you're working towards. And what mm -hmm. you were saying too, and that's where goal setting comes in. And I know that's a word that we use so much, goal settings. But when you think about it, if you don't have a goal, you don't have a dream. What are you moving forward to? So I always work with my clients and I'm like, listen, I want you to do something for me. I want you to write down five things you want for your family this year, five things you would like for your business, but what do what are the five things you want for yourself? That is the biggest area I find that my clients have challenges with because we never think of ourselves. We're always right. thinking of something else, right? And yeah. then I help them put that together in a short-term, medium-term, or long-term, which is the three, six-month, 12-month year goal plan. What I love that you do with your clients is that's still goal setting, but it, even in just changing the words, it takes away the intimidation of setting a goal. Is that like, what are right. the things you want for yourself this year, right? So that's already a timely mm -hmm. goal that you're setting and then you're sitting down and mm -hmm. you break it down, but it's the wording that is so important. And I think that's where we come into like content creation, right? Because all yeah. the wording that you have on your content and you produce content daily, which I am in awe of because Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Friday, you have something going on, whether it's posts and it's posts mm -hmm. on every single group that you can that uh, caters to what you're looking for mm -hmm. and the demographic you have. And then also videos and, um, you know, whether they're a class because you give out free knowledge, which I also value in other entrepreneurs and businesses is that they're willing to give out knowledge for free and help people grow. Um, and they're not gatekeepers of knowledge. So I love that you do that on Wednesdays and that you provide those lives in your Facebook groups, um, which I'll post on here so that people can join you. But then mm -hmm. um, on top of that, you're, you're doing your workshops and you're going ahead and um you're going on other people's uh talk shows and their podcasts and you're sharing information there and none of it is repetitive it's something different each time something fresh each time so that kind of goes into what we're well it does go into what we're talking about today about can we still be original as content creators and can we still create you know, are there, is there anything left to create when providing content for our industry at least, right? Because I work with the mindset and I work with the coaching and I do um, business back end, especially more of a human resources planning uh, for hiring and uh, development and training and mm -hmm. et cetera. Anything people related, that's really where my structure is, public relations, et cetera. Um, but when I think about what's different, what's the next level I could take it to, or what is something that somebody hasn't shared, sometimes I get stumped right. because I start to say something or write it down and I'm like, oh, wait, no, I got that from so-and-so, or I got that from here. And I'm like, yeah, but they had to have gotten it from somewhere else too. You know, like people exactly. are to a point sometimes. So um, what are your thoughts on originality and being uh, well, like a, 
original creator? Well, you know, I have to say, um, it's very important to learn. The day you stop learning is the day you stop growing. So my trainings are a lot of different courses that I have taken, that I have learned from my mentors. Mm -hmm. One area I would always say, when you're taking information, you know, it was said, you, a lot of people do what you do. It's just how you do it mm. and how different you make it. And I always say to be humble, always be the be, be giving towards what it is that you want to share. Don't expect always something back because that's when you may get disappointed. And I will say that I am, I'm excited about people who are watching my weekly lives and also uh, maybe doing things in their own private groups. Like on Mondays, I post questions for the day as well as inspirational and my Tuesdays are organizational Tuesdays and Wednesday is my weekly lives. Thursday is your, you know, post your uh, business with a GIF. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember hearing that someone told me to do that. And I'm like, what the GIF? Oh, okay. Okay. Let me try. Let's see how this works out. And, um, and then Friday of my five minute lives and uh i will say that you by when you are humble in what it is that you want to do make it your own creation meaning that yeah you could use the language you can use the contact but be it your own style so when you're seeing someone doing something and you're you're are you doing it because hey you know that's a great idea how can i incorporate this into my business or are you doing it just because you see someone else doing it and you want to be better than what that person is doing so you really have to look at what is the purpose and why are you are you creating materials that you are seeing from others right so yeah. you know you can be original in anything it is that you that that you see from others because you know basically that's how we learn. You want to make it your own style, and that's yeah. just in some things that you see me do. I mean, I think too, and I've I don't know where I said this on another uh, show that I was invited to, but you'll watch one of my lives. I couldn't even say my name right. I mean, even Senzo. I mean, how hard is that? But I got so fumbled <laughs> whatever I was saying right. that I'm like, you know. <laughs> That's my name, you know, right. that's being humble right there. It's don't be perfect. You know, right. things are going to happen, you know, and um, I remember one time I was doing a showcase your biz. I also do that once a month. I have a private group, uh, Simplify Your Business Administration. And what I do for my members there, I show case their business we we're going to now start having after our power hour with Renee once a month. That's exciting. Um, so I'm doing a I, I am excited with that, but I will say is that I'm I'm not perfect and I make mistakes constantly, but I'd rather have people laugh with me than have people mm -hmm. laugh at me. So I make things uh, just on who I am. And yeah, so if you ever watch my lives, you're gonna say, hey, they're not per perfect sometimes. But oh yeah, what I wanted to say is that I did a showcase your biz for someone and the doorbell had a ring. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? They're cutting my tree down outside now. I'm like, today, you, you, you're going to come today out of all the days. I'm like, okay, yeah. All right. So I told the person I was speaking with, thank God I know her, Jane. I'm like, keep talking. I'll be right back. I had to get to the door. I'm like, 
that's what happens when you do live. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you do live, that's what happens. So, right. you know, be inviting. You know, I, I always say be grandma with the apple pie. You know, it's, you know, when you, you know, you have to say, are you talking at people or are you talking to people? Right. And I always say talking at people are like our politicians, right? They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're going to do this. We're going to do that because it benefits them. Right. But when you talk to people, it's helping. And grandma with the apple pie, I always say this at Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. When you eat so much, you can't eat anything else. And here comes grandma through the doors with this amazing apple pie. And it, you could just, your mouth starts to water and you're like, oh my God, I gotta have that piece because I'm not gonna have it till next year. You wanna be grandma with that apple pie. You want people to come to you and gravitate towards you on whatever it is you wanna bring. That's how you become unique and original. Ah, that's a great point. And um, isn't it weird that we wait until Thanksgiving to have all that stuff that we don't like have it through the year that has to be in November and that's it? Know, like, it's it's <laughs> um, oh my no, God, I know. It's just like, oh, forget it. Yes, I know. I know. Like the Bath and Body Works plugins. And I'm like, oh yeah, I probably need the warm up <laughs> and refill because I'll either keep my home feeling like Christmas or Thanksgiving, you know, because that's just, yeah, yeah, what brings yeah, me out but you're right on the content creation. And, um, you know, this is a phrase that I stole because somebody said it and I use it in different ways. But when you post something, make sure that you're doing it out of passion and not out of desperation. Are you just oh, yeah, posting definitely. random stuff just to make sure you have engagement and have random followers that don't even apply to your business? Or are you being purposeful and are you posting things with a purpose that mirrors your branding, mirrors your culture and mirrors like your style of your business in order to engage with people that either want to learn that style or that uh, right. are attracted to that style. And that's the authenticity right. that comes in there. And that's important. Um, one of the other things that uh, you shared, you were talking about, gosh, I just had the thought and I should have written it down, but I didn't want to look like I was looking <laughs> It'll come back to me. I'll bring it right back. But um, with with the content creation, for me, at least, when I think about, I always get in the mood and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a TikTok, right? And, and I'll have a thought and then I'll say, mm, no, it kind of went away. Like the energy went away. And then um, I, I think about you and I'm like, she has a topic every day for um, all her days and she does it weekly. Like, how do you stay, I guess, motivated and inspired to come up with yeah. a new topic? Well, I will tell you, I, okay, I made a change. I made a change. Like I said, I've been, in, whoops, I've been in business as I'm dropping everything here. I've been in business for over 11 years. I had found that I was growing, but I wasn't growing fast enough. And last year I made a decision and I hired a VA. I hired mm. a VA to take care of the areas that's not the core part of my business. Now, what does that mean? The core part of your business means that it's only what you can do. No one can step in and do what you do like this, right? I mean, I couldn't have my VA come on here and, you know, talk about what I do, right? It has to be me, right? Yeah. So that's a core part of my business. I hired out social media because one, not my forte. I also have a web designer, not my forte. When you are doing things that you are not great at, it will show because your image 
is so important because you cannot make a second first impression. You got to remember that. People will remember you by what they saw the first time. So for instance, you made a great first impression. Okay, so something happened, right? Second time around. But they're still going to remember that great that great time that they saw you. If they see you for the first time and it was something that wasn't really um good, maybe it was something you said, they're going to remember that no matter how many times you're great, right? And the way I will always Yeah. Yes. And I will always say social media, you have to be very careful about what you're posting, what you're saying. And even when you are not working and when you are outside in the public, maybe you're at a networking event, maybe it's just, you know, everybody's having fun and all. You have to be careful the words that you use and when it is that you when you speak to people. Yeah. Because your image is you. You're the one selling your business. People are working with you because of you, right? You could be, oh my gosh, I, I've said this before. You can have five businesses do the same thing. You can have the, the, the one that's very low in cost to very, very high. People will work with those who make them feel comfortable. Yeah. People will also work with those that they are feeling that you are making them your priority, Okay, and you could be so much more in price compared to the person that's not, but they want to work with you because you make them feel important. And right. that's so important. I can't stress that so much that customer service, you have to bend over backwards in making that person feel comfortable and do not overpromise. Mm -hmm. Because when you overpromise and you do not deliver again that's an impression on you and your business well going back to the overpromising you could do that on your personality too if you go mm -hmm. ahead and show yourself on video but you're not authentic and you're not yourself yes. and you're not bringing um not necessarily your personality but your own original originality i guess is what i'm looking for there uh to your yeah. lives your videos to your wording in your posts and people see you out in public and you're the complete opposite. And I'm not saying oh. that like you see me on camera and my makeup's on point and then in public I'm not. So only the two. Um there's times I rock sweatpants when I have to grab something really quick. So you know <laughs> but it's the point of you know when you go out and you talk about customer service and being friendly to employees, but then knock on wood, uh, there's an argument between me and an employee and that's caught on public. The part that everybody yeah. sees is what I did, not what started it, right? Not to I, say that the employee yeah. would, would take that, but um, yeah, just to go back really quick, uh, the the live videos and where you were saying, you know, engaging and, and being authentic mm -hmm. in your lives. Um, I think what's really important about doing the lives and the intention behind at least what you do and what I do with our lives is that it's, we got so used to connecting electronically that we, everybody has um, pulled away from feeling and empathy mm -hmm. and sympathy and just understanding emotions. And they started interpreting emotions from text messages because we're not communicating the way that we used to prior to COVID. And so coming back and saying, okay, so how do we start bringing that back? But in like a Renaissance way where we're recreating those emotions, oh. for people to know us, 
yeah, let's do lives and let's interact that way and slowly integrate back into the public life. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not always comfortable being in certain public spots. And, um, you yeah. know, like everybody in Texas right now with, you know, the, the two terrible situations that just happened. I don't know if you had a chance to read and I try not to yeah. read the but I always need to know, um, you know, it, no wonder why malls are, you know, getting emptied and uh, why nobody wants to be in movie theaters and they'd rather stream it the day it comes out versus going to the movie yeah. theater, or, uh, you know, just those experiences. And so I think about, well, you know, one of the foundations that people need in life, you know, like you say, you have to have a stronger mm -hmm. foundation, but as a human, everybody needs like a community or a group to belong to, you know, they can't yes. just be alone, you need a support group, um, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's acquaintances, whether it's a work group, you know, whatever kind of uh, environment you're in, you need people that you feel that you are with, that you belong to, that you're not an outcast in. Oh, God, I can't. I mean, I totally agree with you on that. And I will tell you that, you know, um, I mean, there have been a lot of situations that I have been in where, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to use you exactly for you first time we met first time you and i met at your uh, presentation here in palm coast where you did great to greater and you have mm -hmm. that i have to say i mean i was so excited to join my group and i'm like oh and i love the way your hair was like oh my gosh that's pink right here <laughs> she's pink and I, was, I said to my husband you know i have to go something is telling me i have to go she's part of my group i have to support her and we and I walked into your place not knowing a soul, and you came up to me as though we were best friends, <laughs> and you just embraced me. You were like, like and we became great friends. Mm -hmm. But the, you know, that's an area too that when you are part of an organization and you're there, are are you feeling part of the team? Are you are you feeling that it's clicky? Are you feeling that? Um, others are just in it for themselves. And it's really important for, for you to know that you want to be people around people that support you, no matter what you may be thinking on, but you want to surround yourself. And I did a live on this, I think it was about maybe two weeks ago and or or maybe three weeks ago. And it was about supporting being around supportive people because no matter what's going on in your life. And, you know, there are times that things can, you know, go on and things can happen that it is so important to then have friends and have supportive people, not business relationships, if you know what I mean by that. Yes. Right. Yeah. So when when you when and this and you know what, I, I don't go to every group. I go to, you know, a few groups that I go to, but I rather be around people where one, they support me too. They'll help grow my business. They're there for me as a friend. They support me with my lives. And, um, you know, they just say, you want to go out for coffee or stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, it, it's really important to understand that when you come around people, and you just don't feel that connection, it's okay, right? It's yeah. okay. Because that's just not your uh, person that engages with you the way you would want, right? You know, may not be your target market or whoever. So, you know, you'd be cordial and always nice and so forth. And, um, you know, you, it's just best to make your, yourself feel more comfortable because you will be more productive in what it is that you wanna do in your personal as well as in your business. 
So I'm taking notes and uh, one of the things that you mentioned was groups. And uh, I wanted to clarify for our audience what kind of groups we're talking about because you and I are also connected through networking groups aside from personally mm -hmm. and aside from uh, you know, mm -hmm. other stuff. But so for the networking groups, each one that I have found has a purpose, right? And it has a purpose mm -hmm. for the people that are members of it. And I have um, worked with different people and I've also worked with myself on this. When I first started uh, being an entrepreneur, I joined all the groups because I, mm -hmm. I thought that was the right thing to do. And, you know, yeah. I didn't have, I didn't have a huge vision. I didn't have, you know, an annual vision. I had an, uh, a mission. But my vision, as I learned, which is different than a goal, and Simon Sinek right. said this, and everybody knows that's my work husband, even my actual husband is aware. But um, Simon Sinek is an influencer and a motivational speaker, but very yeah. creative in what he shares. And he said, a vision is something that you create that you know you're not necessarily going to achieve. It's what you look forward towards. It's what exactly. you're always striving to go towards. And so yeah. when I sat there and the first annual year that I was in business and I joined all these groups, you know, it's a lot of money, A, out of pocket for certain groups to be a part of, right? So yeah. what I had lacked was intention and purpose. Mm -hmm. It was just, let me meet as many people as I can meet. <laughs> and then the yeah. second piece of that is, is that, um, you know, when you don't have that vision of what you want and you're not finding it within 10 groups, like you got to sit down and think, what am I searching for? What am I exactly. missing that I'm trying to find in all of these 10 groups that I joined that I just put all this money out there into the world for? Like, what's my return on that? And what am I looking to give too? Because you can't just join these groups and expect them to make magic happen for you. What are you providing that is there? And I think that's a give and take on the lives too, right? Is not asking everybody yes. to follow you, share your stuff and do all this, but right. what are you doing interesting enough that I could vouch for you and put you on my social media too and say hey watch this this is great content yes and you know it's it's you're right when you were just saying too about um joining so many different groups because when i first moved down here five years ago um yeah it's been about five years ago i didn't know a soul and uh, you know my business was great in new york and you know, and it was a different type of a lifestyle here. So yeah. when I worked in New York, I had businesses outsource their work to me. So I took care of their back office, I did their work, whatever it was that they, they needed to have done. But coming here, I had found that a lot of the business owners wanted to know how to run their office, to understand yeah. what to do when it came to their admin tasks and all. So when I first came here, I was here about six months, did, like you said, didn't know anyone, went, went networking, met people. And you know, it's like I was in search of finding, you know, the right group, the right group of people, you know, to have what I had in New York. Yeah. And I needed to understand that this is not New York. This is Florida. Right. It is a whole totally different ball game. So, you know, it's funny that you're saying that because on Friday when I did my five minute live, I was talking a little bit, you know, about this. And I had found that, you know, you always say, you, you know, um, oh, my God, it just slipped my mind about your backyard and being yeah, the only one. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like it went right past my head. But we're always searching. But the answers are right in our backyard. When I stopped searching and I just gave myself a break and I just said, you know, I need to focus on myself. 
I need to focus in what I want to do. Everything now started coming to me because I was now opening up my eyes to what I did never saw. Mm -hmm. And when I let, when I opened up my eyes and I saw what was in front of me, now I understood how to put the process in place to be where I am as a business administrator, Erin uh, going a business administrator because I was just talking about <laughs> that, a business strategist, because right. I want to help people to, uh, to, to say, I understand, I was there, I know exactly what you're going through, and this is why I do what I do. I actually, I had to pull this off my computer. I don't know if it's going to show up. Yeah, it does show up. You already know the answer. And then like little hearts. Because yeah. it's just a confidence reminder to myself that mm -hmm. um, I could listen to as many voices, whether they're, you know, mm -hmm. the speakers. And actually, uh, when we spoke yeah. with Ace, uh, Ace, the the coach, and um in living in totality, we were talking about that, about mentors that like, how do you find the right mentor? Mm. That's not and when some of them all have the same message, but they just say it differently, right? They're either yelling at you, whispering at you, making it emotional. Yeah. Or, and I'm sure we could all pick out who they are, but right. sometimes the answer is just what you already know. You're just looking for validation to yeah. make you feel confident in the decision that you're making. And that's what I love to do with people that I work with is that I find that um, really sometimes, most of the time they already know what the answer is and what to do. They either need a cheerleader or they need someone to just be that second set of eyes yeah. been outside the situation um, for a while that can give them a truthful, honest response that they don't have a history with that can sway that response and how much weight it holds for what they're gonna do in the future. Oh my God, that is just so true because you know, when I look at um, others that I've taken training from, we all think that when we see people that are successful, that like say Amy Porterfield, there's um, Tony Robbins, am I saying his name right? Why yeah. did that name escape me again? It's like, hello. <laughs> but You're we all think that, hey, look, they're, yeah, they're doing so great. But you have to understand that they're not doing it alone, right? This is yeah. why I always say too, for those that want to grow, if it's really important to think about delegating, hiring out a VA, someone that could step in and, and help you. Because when I listen to these mentors, I listen to their story. And when their story connects with my story, that's where the connection comes you know, together, where you think everybody had a an easy time in doing things. And no, that's not true. You know, I mean, the past two years, uh, for my own personal self, I went through a lot of trauma, mm -hmm. where I, I, you know, I had losses in my life, I had family, personal things going on, taking care of my grandchildren that, you know, by the beginning of the year, I did not realize that I was suffering from PTSD where I went through this period because my guard was always up because I had to be the protector. I'm the one that had to, to make sure everybody else was okay. And when my guard finally came down is when I fell to pieces. And when I understood what I was going through brings my story to you because you know what? I was there and I'm, and I'm now doing what I need to do working with you 
Uh, I think you're just an amazing person, Tiffany, and working with you, helping me get through what I need, what I'm going through, that this is, and I'm here, and I'm still, and, I, and I'm successful in what it is that I am doing. So I want to say to even your listeners, don't be afraid to not share your story. Don't think people are going to look at you as though, oh, you know, how can I work with this person because this is going on? People want to work with real people. They will, you know, it's just, it's just people are, are there for each other because we're, we care and, and we want to help. And I have to say that when I look back at my journey, you know, you know, what happened losing my mom and my mother-in-law so close together, you know, it was tough. And I just want to say that, I, I, you know, I, of course, we never want to lose anyone, but how it all played through brought me to who, who I am today. Right. And I'm, I'm happy and I'm, I, I have people that support me in what I do. So, you know, things will always happen in life. It's how we deal with it. Right. You know, we either are going to let it consume us or we are the ones that are going to stand on our own two feet and say that I can get through this and I'm going to be the winner. Right. And, uh, you know, I think it's, I do think it's brave when people share their stories. And I think that there's a way to share their stories when it's authentic, like you just shared. And thank you for sharing that. Cause I, I know that's a lot for you. And even, um, just recently, you know, I shared some things with you that was going on in my mm -hmm. life and you're like, Oh my God, like I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And my mindset as a business person was, well, good, because I don't want, um, you know, in the business mindset, like, I don't want anybody to to worry about me because our focus is like focusing on the vision, right? What's going on going forward. But then I think about doing a great to greater event. And I'm like, but I shared a lot of personal information there. So what's the difference? Like, it's okay to let people in and be there to support you and, and not um, think like, oh, you poor little thing. Like, that's not what it's about. It's more about relating yeah. of wow, you can, like you said, you can still do this. You can still wake up every day. Like there is still more to look forward to. And, you know, as you, as a business strategist, let me show you how to work through that. And let me show you how if you shift your mindset to planning. It could help engage you in ways that could work you through what you have going on personally as well. And it's not mm -hmm. to bury those feelings down. It's to give yourself time and, one of the shows that Jeff and I are obsessed with is called Succession. And mm. uh, this is a new topic that's coming around um, and it's called scheduling your grief. And one mm. of the characters in there goes through um, a big loss and I won't do any uh, sharing of the show and, and spoilers, but um, what they do is they have their assistant book a conference room for 10, 15 minutes so they could sit there and experience grief because they didn't want their coworkers or bosses to see them go right. through that period right. of time. They just needed to go through it. Right. And right. even on the show, um, shrinking, they, uh, Harrison Ford is a, uh, psychologist and he works or a psychiatrist rather. And so he's working with his clients and he shares with, uh, one that's sad. He's like, take 15 minutes, listen to the saddest songs and cry your eyes mm -hmm. out. And move on for your day so also scheduling yeah. like grief just in a different way so even that with working with you is a great way to help somebody through something but knowing mm -hmm. that you've had those challenges and you're still 
thriving and doing what you need to do in your life is really important for people to connect with you and understand that it works. It's, it's not just mm -hmm. a, a fad or a fly by night. It's proven mm -hmm. because I've done it and, and I'll show you how, if you're willing, you know? Well, you know, I always say the person that walks the walk can talk the talk, you know, like mm -hmm. you have people that are educated and you have people that learn from they're educated through their textbooks of what they've learned right. until you walk in a person's shoes, you truly don't understand. And, you know, and, I, and I'm going to come back and um, share a story that when I was in New York, my husband and I both worked for uh, a facility called Four Winds Hospital. It was psychiatric hospital. And um, they had their counselors. And then they had their counselors that rehab themselves. Mm -hmm. They were the best counselors. Mm -hmm. They understood the pain the person was going through. Mm -hmm. And I find that, I guess that's why I share my story is that it's, you know, for you to be able, and I'm not saying this is all for everybody. So please don't misunderstand me. I mean, people who did not walk through a person's shoes, I'm not saying that they're not, you know, a, a good person to speak with. But I will just say that I share my story because I know there's a lot of people out there, especially when you're a business by yourself and you're trying to maybe raise a family, you may be a single mom, you may have mm -hmm. kids and just feel like you can't juggle it all. And you do need a mentor. And that's where we step in. You step in as a business therapist. I step in as a business strategist because you need to have a rock is like I call you, you, you know, it's having that person that you know is your go-to person is the one that you could call or text and say, Hey, I'm not sure about this. Believe me. I mean, there was a lot of times as you told me, try this. And I'm like, really, you want me to do that? Oh, all right. I don't Okay. But what, what's going to happen. Right. And that's right. why I do my five minute Fridays. Right. Tiffany. Well, not only that, but like, how cool is it? A, now you love them. You're exploring different places yeah. <laughs> and people about the places there. I had no idea about the flower garden at Washington State Oaks Park and the butterflies and everything. Yep. And how they were going yeah. through graduation pictures while you're trying to. Oh, school. my God. And the proms that were and there. The they don't do proms like. And they don't do them like I used to. We used to. I mean, literally, I mean, there was, oh, I don't even want to say, but yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, they're really dressed differently. I mean, it's just like out of the norm, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I was, love the picture. <laughs> but your lives have grown because I saw them from the beginning to where they are now and how comfortable you are. And sometimes mm -hmm. when somebody suggests things to you and it's completely outside the box, you know, for yeah. whoever your mentor is or whoever you're working with at the time. Yeah. But, you know, trying it, there's a psychology to it, right? So part of it is, yeah, let's get you out there and get your, get people to know you because if people know mm -hmm. you, then they understand why you offer the services you do. And, and then you're going to want to, you know, learn them. But the other piece of it is, is that um, it gets you out of your head. Uh, this is yeah. outside of what I normally do. And it stops you from thinking about you because now you're thinking about what you're being tasked to do and being called to do right. and you're mm -hmm. sitting there and you're more thinking about okay well how would i do that in the process for that and not worried about anything else mm -hmm. because this is something completely new like somebody threw something at you you caught it and you're like how do i play this game how do i play pickleball because i know this is like a paddle <laughs> and a ball but what do i do now <laughs> and um, yes exactly <laughs> and the yeah. one of the things um 
one of the many things that I love about you, but with your lives and the information that you share, you don't do it for the likes or the follows or the shares because mm -hmm. yeah. I've never heard asked to share the video. I've never heard you ask to like the video. I know I've done that. I do that for my podcast, but I don't think I've done that really anywhere else. But um, it's not like you sit there and you fake cry and then you're like, if you could like and share this, if this has happened to you, I'd appreciate it. Tag me down below. You know, it's not one of those things. It's just, yeah. it's like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. And I was thinking about this. And it's like having a conversation without having the conversation. It's being on the phone with you and hearing your end of the story. And I think that's the piece where, you know, our if you're thinking about content, think about doing it for the passion, not out of desperation of having to post every day. If you don't feel up to it, don't do it. It's just going to ruin the authenticity of who you are. Um, yeah. Or if you do post it and it's just like not a hit and it, it was, it was out of desperation. Cause I know I've done that before then call it out and be like, you know, on the last one, I don't know. It's just having one of those moments and everybody can relate to that. You know, having a moment of just wanted to yeah. put something in yeah. real quick. It's funny that you're saying that because last Wednesday I fell into that situation. I think it was when I was doing my live. I was getting all ready. I got a phone call um, from my actually dermatologist of some tests that I had done and they wanted me to come in sooner. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to do a live in half an hour. And now I got to be there at 1230. And I kind of felt myself being off. And, um, but you know, a lot, you know, a lot of times people will tell me, you didn't look like you were off. Like, yeah. or even when I, when I said I had PTSD and I was like, still like struggling. I mean, before January, I struggled to do my lives because I'd have such anxiety. I was like, I couldn't get through it, but you know, I have people going, I never noticed that. I mean, you looked fine. And I'm like, I did, you know, great. You know, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy for that. And I will just say that, you know, you do have those moments and I, and I do, and I'm, and I'll, I'll probably say it in this Wednesday's live, you know, as I was jumping, trying to get my papers, I'm like, yep, you saw me jumping to get my papers over here because I wasn't ready yet, but you know, it happens. Or I'm doing it live and my dog decides to jump on my lap. And oh I'm my like, God. Hey, I got to at a <laughs> Never away. <laughs> in the bedroom you go and don't bark i don't want to hear yep. about that my cat, my cat loves oh yeah my cat loves to jump up and i'm like go away i'm like this sometimes going go away so i'm trying to do this <laughs> but you know you did yes. hit it when it comes to authenticity and you know that's just really you know the part of it where it's it's just coming from like you said who you are you know and um we're not always going to be perfect and don't try to be perfect. Don't try to come across as though you know everything because we don't. We may yes. be knowledgeable in some things, but we learn every single day. And, you know, laugh at yourself because that's, you know, people laugh with you. You know, if you don't want people to laugh at you, then, you know, you have to laugh at yourself and just have fun. And and I think sometimes we're just a little too serious, you know, yes. and uh, why, you know, just, just, let it go. You mean, people will know if you're a professional or not. You know, you could put that outside. You know, it's like um, the cake looks great. The icing, it looks awesome. But it's until you cut it and you bite into it. Then you're like, oh, it may not taste so good. Right. You know, <laughs> so we can always cover it up very, very well. But people will always see through. Because the one thing that you have to understand is body language 
will always say more than words will ever say. And mm -hmm. your body language will basically say who you are, what you know, and, and what you're all about. So, you know, um, if I may share, <laughs> sure. there was you know, something to, and why I'm coming across this, you know, sometimes too, is that when I was in sales, I, I was wanting to be a sales director. And there was this uh, national sales director named Rena Tarbett with Mary Kay. And for those of you who are watching and you're in the Mary Kay family, you'll know who I'm talking about. She was my, oh my God, I just loved her because she just like, put it out there and she said, you know, her little Texan accent said how like, you know, like it was. And I'm like, yeah, that's the person I like. Well, I was talking to her one day and um, she was listening to me very intently. And she said, honey, if you don't like what you see in the mirror, you better do something about it because you're not getting another face. And I swear to you, when she said that to me, my, my jaw dropped. I said, either she's really mean or she's telling me to stop complaining, go back to the drawing board, start over. But what she was telling me was to follow the plan. And I wasn't following the plan to become a sales director. I was doing it my way. And that's a lot that happens in direct sales. We think we know a better way. But if a company is successful, follow the plan that they put out. So I went home. I didn't like the way I looked. I dyed my hair red. Where this can be. And uh, I became a sales director. But really, truly what happened was that it was not me. It wasn't who I was. I was hiding behind a mask. And wow. when I was in there for four years, I found it was not my, I was with the company for 10 years, but I found that it was not my passion. What I'm doing now is my passion and all the training and experience and the knowledge that I had gotten as a sales director to working with individuals who wanted to have their own business is what I'm doing today with all that experience that I had in the field from being a hairdresser, selling my talent, selling the product to being in direct sales. And I just have to say is that, you know, communication is the key to your success. It's your words and how you use them that are going to make you successful or yes. yeah. bring you in a different direction. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And I think that um, some people that may work for a corporation now, and I mean, there's Bed Bath & Beyond is closing, Christmas Tree Shops, which used to be uh, owned by Bed Bath & Beyond is going to be closing. You have Walmart that has pulled itself out of Portland, Oregon, and like all these changes that are happening with big box stores uh, based on either theft or just sales or yeah. you know, they're going to online retail and everything like that. You have all these employees that are now thinking, is this a time where I work my passion or is this a time mm -hmm. where I find another big box and stick to what I know and the resources that they offered? Or, you know, are, is that going to fall out from under me too? But I think working with you and getting associated with you would help them create that foundation where they don't feel like it's going to fall out from underneath them. Like maybe other companies may have had that happen. So having okay. said that, I know that you have um, a couple of workshops available, mm -hmm. but so um, some things coming up. So I'd like you to share with the audience what you sure. have and where they can access it. Well, what I have um, out right now, and, and you will see this on my business page, uh, MDR Administrating Services, 
as well as um, on my website, I am offering a time management and organizational skills program. Now, this is a program that is yours. After you know, when I when I worked with people to help them to understand the time management, and I've done workshops with this, and it is great when you're doing it, as well as being accountable to yourself to keep on doing it. So this program is a program that will be, is yours and you could always go back and you can view the areas of the program I put together that you need assistance with. So I put a weekly planner workbook together with giving you step-by-steps of how to do this, what your checklist is. You also will have a guidebook and the guidebook is on what I'm speaking about and it's a transcript. And this is helping you to understand the language. The one thing that I do with my clients, I teach from basics because when you think about it, you know, when a baby is born, the baby has to roll first before they can crawl. And then before they walk, you know, for them to walk, for them to run. So there's always steps that you have to take. So this is a a program that is available to you. I'm also coming out with a workshop in June and the workshop is gonna be on customer service. What is your wow factor? And the wow factor basically has to do with what are you doing for your clients to be loyal to you? It's one thing of keep getting a client for the first time the hard part is keeping them. And where I'm going to be sharing about what your wow factor is, how do you handle complaints, um, as well as other areas in the customer service industry to help you not let them fall through the cracks. And this all I have my uh, strategy uh, business development program, which I'm super excited about. It's going to be a six-week program, and we're going to do uh, strategic planning. We're going to do talk about how to understand what your financial is, how to truly put together a to-do list, what goals are you putting for yourself. And I will tell you, the end of the year are where my clients are now oh my gosh, it's the new year. What am I going to be doing? Because I'm going to give you a little tip. Right now, you should be planning on what you're going to be doing for 2024. Because in any industry, when it comes to sales or direct sales, they're always six months ahead. Right now, they're planning for Christmas. So when Christmas comes out, they're already into the spring. So that's what this program is going to be about. I'm also going to be putting another program together about how to end the year properly. So I have that program already. It's going to be available to you um, also. I love um, what you said about like, you know, the businesses are already preparing for uh, Christmas and, and and things like that. And um, even though I kind of went, ah, it's so yeah. <laughs> I, know, I don't want it to come either. <laughs> yes. But, you know, like depending on what your role is in the business, whether you're starting your business or whether you are mm-hmm. part of an organization, um, Christmas seems so far away, right? We're like getting excited for warmer weather and the barbecues and things like that. But sometimes we take for granted the customers that we always have at, yes. at those times of year. Yes. And preparing now for the customers that we could possibly achieve, especially with great customer service. And also if that customer service is geared towards um not telemarketing, but uh, a lot of people who transition to work from home and they're doing the customer service where they can't see the client or the body language, but taking your course and understanding 
even how you talk on the phone and what you say on the phone and how you make it personable that way is so crucial to the success of a business. And oh, you know, I think of like interactions with Chewy are always positive that you see that's mostly positive on the internet and you're like, oh, wow, like that's a company that I would want to associate with. Or, you know, Amazon can have funny interactions during their chats or, you know, during the conversations that you have on the phone. I've had, um, you know, husbands and friends who have done different like uh, themes when they do the chats, mm -hmm. even though they have a legitimate complaint, but they might do it as though like they're talking through Goodfellas or like uh, Lord of the Rings or, you know, uh, yeah. Game of Thrones or something like that. And the chat person catches on and they're talking in the same language, but you know, like it's, it's just giving the customer what they need at that time. Oh, definitely. And again, I just lost my train of thought. I'm like, Oh my God, she hit it on a, on a great topic on that about when it comes with um, customer service, but I will just, um, I just will, will share that when it comes to building your business, you, you know, you don't have a business if you don't have clients. And mm -hmm. oh, this is what I wanted to touch base on your clients or your potential clients will know exactly if your business is unorganized or if your business is a team player, or if you have happy people working there by just how you answer the phone. Ooh. And I will always say that, you know, I had an aunt, I never forget. <laughs> she could be having such an off day. And all of a sudden the phone would ring like, hello, you know, like nothing happened out of the blue. And I used to look at her and like, we just were yelling at, you know, whoever. And, but she picked up the phone, like, hello, like, and that's really what you don't find a lot when it comes to the industry. Cause I would tell you a story real quick that when I was in an administration, and I was working with the childcare facility. It was a crazy day. I mean, I did a lot of things at my desk. I had 150 students, 10 departments, taking money, letting people in, blah, 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 blah. And I picked up the phone and I, I said to the facility, you know, the facility where, where I was at, and I said, can I have you instead of can I help you? <laughs> and I went, <laughs> oh my god I, I just went and i of course i had yeah, a man phone and i heard the voice and i went oh my gosh i'm in for it not only was it a man not only was it a parent of the school it was also a person that was part of the board and i went well i'll be called now into the executive office because i didn't answer so i said i am so so i apologized profusely to this poor person on the other end he so he says well you know when i said that he goes well i have to ask my wife and i'm like oh my god he goes he said I was having such an awful day until I made this phone call and you made me laugh and i'm like well i'm going to make you laugh because I was in trouble, but you know, it happens, you know, and yeah, I never forget that day. I never forget when he said, well, I have to ask my wife first, you know, <laughs> great. But you know, it's, it, you have to be really careful. If your staff isn't happy, your client is going to run right off onto your clients. So you really, as a business owner, to, and this is why I work a lot too with, with business owners when they have their, their staff, you have to listen to what they're saying. Don't expect them to understand what you're thinking because they will not. And right. you have to make sure you're communicating correctly, but on the same note, you have to have patience. Right. And that a lot of times is where the ship, 
you know, starts, the boat starts to rock. And I hear it, you know, at times where, you know, how those phones are being answered. And if those people are being put on, the clients are putting on hold too much, you know, sometimes as a business owner, you don't want to talk to the clients, but if your person answering the phone does not understand what to do to answer the question, you need to get on that phone because it is your client who pays your salary. Right. Absolutely. And I think about, um, you know, just when I transitioned from working with managers to leaders, there's an obvious mm -hmm. point when that happened. And I find that leaders give you grace and empowerment and the room right. to make mistakes and the room to grow, whereas mm -hmm. managers um, don't. And there's a strict process that you have to follow. Not that, you know, I know that you share that in sales and that's really what managers do in that mm -hmm. There's a process and there's a reason why it works, um, but there's also a reason to have a voice too and say, well, what if we think outside the box and try this a little bit? And, you know, having just that moment where a manager trusts you to try something and um, yeah. trust that they hired the right person for the role and, you know, that there's a reason why that person's there that could that's the customer service behind the scenes too, right? That's yeah. a whole other force that can um, be provided there. But I think about, you know, the managers that gave me grace when I, I mean, the leaders that gave me grace when I, uh, I made mistakes. And then I think about when I was first entering business and I felt that I needed to make everybody happy or the workplace cohesive. And right. one of the managers that I worked with, I asked him what's wrong. And he was like, just having a bad day. And I was like, well, I'm here mm -hmm. if you want to talk. Meanwhile, I'm like 17 years old, you know, like, and, and yeah. this is maybe you know a decade or two older than me and he was like no it has to do with work and I was like oh well I work with you you can talk to me and he says no offense but I don't complain down I complain up mm -hmm. and that was a big lesson for me in that if I can't do anything about it I shouldn't know about it but also in the role of a leader you know why would you have your team influenced by the one moment that you had and are you giving your leader grace for the moment they may have had with you Oh my right. God. Yeah. That is just, you know, you just brought up a, uh, uh, when you, by you saying that is Mary Kay Ash had three secretaries. One of them were not doing well. So she called them into the office and asked, how's your family? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. To find out that the person was very good in numbers. And she took the person, instead of firing the person, she removed the person from being secretary into the account department and excelled. I find that a lot of times when it comes to businesses that they think people don't want to work right. and you know and as a business owner you have to take time to listen and be there so that person knows that they can talk to you about whatever that case may be because it could be something going on in the work force in in the field or it could be maybe something else that they're good at so thank you for sharing that story Stephanie because that's just one of the areas that um, I find as a, a business strategist that I do work with it's helping to re reprogram how we mm -hmm. think and our mm -hmm. mindset and how we put things together absolutely uh Renee this was a great conversation yeah segue into like eight more podcasts with you right now and we can record, record them all and plan them out for the year um but i will give you back your time i appreciate all your knowledge and everything that you shared with our listeners and uh, i urge everybody to reach out to renee especially through facebook i have it running across the bottom uh link up with her on linkedin 
and then check her out on Instagram. These will be linked on uh, the mm -hmm. comments below in the information and also on my Facebook page. And for the podcast, you know, you can check us out on my website, tiffanyrufino.com or on podcasts that you listen to on any channel, Great to Greater with Tiffany Rufino. And as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. I will put that on there for my podcast, but not my lives. <laughs> but Renee, I will see you soon. And thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Tiffany. This was absolutely fabulous. Thank you so always much. Fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye.